so I have uh, like, do you want to go from it, or do you have any more things that we missed up out on? That, yeah. No, not Anton, Ante. Well, I didn't say Anton. I said, did we? Did you have any more cards that we missed out on? Not Anton. Uh, uh, out uh, uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we are all so sober. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in how a problem bothers us, we don't see what the problem really is. So when you get your feelings hurt by somebody you love, think a minute before you cry and moan about your own feelings. Because the person you love might be the one who's really hurting. Take it from me, Mr. T. Hey kids, welcome to Monster of the Week. This is episode 45. I'm actually starting to remember the episodes. Numbers. At least. <laughs> Who are those people in the background? I don't know. <laughs> this is Monster of the Week, constructing old school magic. One of the voices might be right out there. What are we talking about today, Anton? Today, I pity the fool who tries to play lands. I do. I do. <laughs> well, truthfully, it's not me who pities them. It's Antti Turtiainen, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Slaughterin from Discord. The Finnish madman, the epic dude. <laughs> well, welcome, Antti. Uh, hello, boys. Uh, nice to be here. With two broadcasting legends. Yeah. <laughs> Ante, you and I have been, we, we've met several times on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. true. true. We, and we have our, I hope from now on, tradition with uh, our uh, uh, like morning coats on. <laughs> oh, in the, in the tournaments, we should, uh, yeah. we should play with the bathrobes on. Yeah, yeah. That was a thing we settled on uh, on the Athen Troll Cup. Yeah, I don't remember what tournament you played when you had your bathrobe on. Did were okay? Just a Wackwack stream. You had your blue nice uh, uh, garb there, and uh, we went to Athen Troll Cup and we brought for the main event. We had we were walking around in. It, it was actually decided uh, at the Euro Champs last year, I think. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. We uh, played in round number six or something like that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you, you destroyed my dreams with rock. <laughs> uh, that's the best way of destroying dreams. I think it was like a one life game for several rounds. If I, Yeah, maybe. That's even better. Yeah. Keep, keep spicing it up. One life is the best way to win. Yeah, yeah, but but I did pay back uh, at the attempt. Yeah, you did. That that was old school though. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I did a horrible horrible play where I well, where I could have played a moat, but decided on playing a Sarah, and you had the terror in hand. Whew. 
Anton, you, you were trying to interrupt us with something. No, I was just going to tell uh, about Auntie's uh, <clears throat> fondness of like undressing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm I'm usually the guy who uh, takes off his shirt quite immediately in when entering a room, but um, yeah, slaughtering beats me to it. <laughs> I mean, I met, I met Auntie last year at the Finnish Nationals, and 30 minutes in, dicks were out. <laughs> yeah, swinging. <laughs> That's that's Finland for you. I have the best pick from uh, last Eurochamps where not Ante actually, uh, a couple of other Finns just sat like way late. I think the, maybe the quarter or maybe even the finals were going on and they were like half naked just playing magic. <laughs> and it, it was like cold outside. <laughs> so no reason for... <laughs> I have to correct you. Actually, the guys were playing sleeve sleeveless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. I, I always, I, okay, that's sleeveless magic. I, I never knew. Uh, <laughs> but we, we have Mr. T here, and you mentioned uh, us uh, hating on dance. So can can you explain more <laughs> on what's going on today? Yeah, we have a cool, um, cool topic today. Ante has been crushing with his uh, homebrew, his like take on legacy agrolome in pre-modern. Mm -hmm. um, a deck who goes under many names, but I think Mr. T is what we settle on in the end. Mm -hmm. uh, do you would you like to explain what is Mr. T? <clears throat> okay, well, uh, should, should I just uh, like start it from all, all the way from the beginning? Like, yeah, uh, please do. Uh, yeah, yeah, where, where we started. Uh, I'll cut in when I get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so actually, it start all the way. It starts like at the point that uh, I was thinking about like Stone Rain, mm -hmm. and I love red spells, and I love red magic, and I love playing playing uh, proactive stuff and uh, play, being like aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then you go and think about the old school magic card like Stone Rain, mm -hmm. and I think like uh, it, it's just not good enough in pre-modern because it costs three mana and it destroys one target land and it's a yeah. fast format with lots of like broken cards in it mm -hmm. so i had this like little <laughs> exercise where i thought to myself like how can i make this playable mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, the only way i can see land destruction or mana denial being uh, like playable in a pre-modern or is if you can start doing it from turn one Mm -hmm. So my first thought after that is, okay, we have Wasteland. Everybody knows Wasteland. If somebody's playing a non-basic mana base, you can start uh, interrupting and, and doing the mana denial from turn one with Wasteland. Yeah. What what after that? We need some consistency over here. So <laughs> I just did some scry, scry fall searches. Mm -hmm. And what do you know? We find this little card from Utsa Saga, a sorcery from, uh, in red called Race. And it's uh, one red uh, sacrificing a land to destroy target land. Mm -hmm. And it, like, honestly, guys, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I love it. Okay. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's two for one. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It seems really hard to win after that. Mm -hmm. But so, what can we do? We need some way to uh, basically gain card advantage in the gameplay. Mm -hmm. So, so then I did have one old favorite of mine that just doesn't seem good enough in any like other build, build that I've seen 
before. I, I have seen like Gordon play some sort of a controlless mulch deck. Yeah. And mulch is a, is a sorcerer from Stronghold for one green and one colorless that basically says uh, reveal four cards from the top of your deck and draw each land and discard each non-land card. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, okay, if, if we can play enough lands, uh, this can like get us back in the game. Mm. And also mulch is really good with uh, some some of the the best cards that are, we are thinking about now, Wasteland and and, and Rishon on Port. So we have the Manadino plan in the, those utility lands, and uh, we can play four of those. And when we're playing four of those, my next order after that is like, okay, it's really hard to uh, like plan this mana base. Uh, so what we need here is actually Mox Diamond. And Mox Diamond works perfectly with Mulch that draws yeah. you a bunch of lands, mm -hmm. it accelerates you, it fixes your mana, and yet again, it dumps some more lands into your graveyard. And another and two for one in yourself. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome two for one. <laughs> the mulch is the key. It's the is the mold that keeps it together. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And it all it's weird. Like it's just full of synergy. I love it. I love when bad cards can make each other like somehow gel and 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 just make it all work. Mm. Uh, okay, so race. We have mulch. We have mox diamond. We have four Rishanam pots for wasteland. Okay, now now we're rolling. Now we're rolling. <laughs> we have some kind of an idea of a deck. <laughs> Someone will not have fun. So no, <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah. So it it kind of sounds like feasible. Okay. So then we have to think like so we're dumping a lot of costs to the graveyard. Mm -hmm. uh, what could work with this stuff? We're playing green, we're playing red. So threshold seems like an uh, easy pick. And yeah. uh, let's let's do another scryfall search with threshold, and we find uh, what is it? Nimble mongoose, uh, Werber, and uh, well, okay, well, let's not get into the terror war yet. But yeah. those two drops nicely in the curve, one and two mana. Uh, so. Mox Diamond dumps a card to the graveyard. Uh, Race feeds the graveyard. Uh, okay, so we, we're sort of building up threshold numbers here. We, if we cast Mulch, it might build up the threshold quite fast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, Nimble Mongoose, one green mana. Uh, what's the set actually? I can't remember the. Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. That, oh. that was where threshold was introduced. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so from there, a creature for one green mana. One one can't be targeted for spells or abilities, and uh, yeah, uh, it's a three three in this deck. I assume basically, basically, yeah, yeah mo most yeah. of the time, uh, yeah, you can drop it. It's uh, lightning bolt and swords of plowshare proof, and yeah. uh, later on in the game, it's a three three that cannot mm -hmm. be removed with spot removal. So perfect. Okay, <laughs> let's add that to the deck, and then the werebear is easy, easy choice because. Uh, just for two mana, basically you get a 4-4, four, four, or you can get a guy who is going to uh, uh, advance your mana, uh, accelerate you up uh, in the in the mid to late game. Mm. Yeah, let's yeah. stop on Werebear. Like, that card yeah. is perfect here, it feels like. Mm. If yeah. you're going to raise yourself that aggressively on turn one or turn two, yeah, yeah you need to have a backup plan. And, yeah, Mox Diamond and Werebear. I kind of liked Nimble Mongoose also, uh, clearly because it's hard to get rid of, but 
what usually you mentioning like wasteland and stuff like that earlier, um, Auntie. I the the best mono denial decks needs a threat. That's where <laughs> that's where some of the Ponza decks don't really make do. I believe like they <laughs> they keep removing land or they keep drawing land removal while not really finishing yeah so, and and you if you're uh, if you're uh, filling your deck up with like birds of paradise and and mana dorks you're also filling your deck up with dead draws mm. because after the like first couple of turns they are just empty empty draws they will just not like do anything proactive or yeah they're not going to be a threat yeah. they're not going to raise the opponent well Nibble Mongoose is a, it's a it's a first turn threat that cannot be removed and uh, later on it's going to be a third trade. So yeah. And from what I gather, uh, Anton, you wanted to have Anton not just because this is a fun, cool brew. You actually made some progress with it, Anton. You did some numbers. You you did some tournaments. You evolved it. There's stuff happening. Uh, yeah. So so the first build actually had. Um, the difference to the new build is, let me check. Uh, I had actually a full playset of Stone Rain, mm. and I had uh, additional Forest and a Barbarian Ring there, uh, because yeah, sort of yeah. like because because I, I don't really play test to tournaments. I, I just build a deck and <laughs> I try it out. But it actually finished four two in a monthly last fall, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, so can we actually go through the deck list? If could you just uh, read it out, uh, and I can just comment on the. Okay, so we're we're starting with the 2022 deck list. Uh, we have the like four. What <laughs> photos? Four Carpus and Forest. We have three Forest. We have two mountains, we have two forgotten caves, and we have two of the green cycle lands. What are they called? Uh, uh, tranquil the, Thicket. Tranquil yeah, thicket. Tranquil Thicket and the forgotten cave is the red one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have one Barbarian Ring, we have four Rishanan ports, four Wasteland. Uh, so a yeah. lot of lands, and this is yep. sweet because this is like basically, yeah, the, the cool utility lands in, in the format so far. Yep. And we have yep. four Mox Diamonds. We have three rays, four lightning bolt, four nimble mongoose, four werebear, four mulch, two naturalize, because you gotta have naturalized these days. Uh, four stone <laughs> yeah. rains, four terror and one spicy flow stone flood. <laughs> so, so it's an Exodus card, uh, sorcery, and I thought like I need some kind of a curve curve topper and like a sort of a lock, hard lock on the or soft lock it's actually a soft lock but still it's a recurring stone rain so four mana for a stone rain that can be buybacked with discarding a random card and paying three life yeah so so, my, so yeah. yeah wait wait stop there so yeah. so in red i mean this card costs four mana so we we mm -hmm. have to compare it to something else what else costs four mana and destroys land armageddon yeah pretty good pretty good mm -hmm. uh, we yeah. have parallax tide right Pretty good also. Uh, yeah. We have Winter Orb. Yeah. So th there are some alternatives. Boil. We have Boil. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you went with Flow Stone Flood. And I love yeah. this because this was your initial testing. So yeah. Yeah. it seems, uh, seems like a fun tryout. 
yeah. Dan, you evolved this. You you, uh, uh, yeah. you played it for two, and you had some um, notes. Hmm. Yeah, so... uh, and actually, uh, this one goes out to the community because I did uh, post my list, initial list, and I did ask like, okay, where can we improve? Like improve. Uh, I I did four two with this, uh, and I didn't have like any idea how good or if if the deck is functional at all. Yeah, you didn't really play test it. You just like went to you put it together and you like there's if i really see how you had some really good ideas and i it's very cool how it's still kind of solid from the first version but tell us what happened yeah yeah uh, so let's see the games i actually went down and checked on what did i play against uh so I think my six matches in the pod were two stasis, treasure gate, and sort of a mono blue drawn go note, like a mano mano style, uh, yep. and one sly and uh, angel, Mac angel face or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did beat one stasis two one. I lost the one another stasis one two. I lost to the green and white uh, treasure again and zero to I won the mono blue uh, control is not deck to all I won the slide deck to one I think and I won the angel de deck to all uh, and the games like my, my take on the games was like I have too I have too many stone rains in the deck <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole point of the exercise was to make stone rain work yeah and make it work but oh. but i i saw like okay it's gonna be it's gonna be top of the curve spell and i only need perhaps like one stone rain in a game yeah if i'm if i'm winning the game with mana denial i'm gonna be i'm gonna be sacrificing wasteland i'm gonna be activating at least one richard on port i'm gonna yeah. be perhaps taking a mox diamond or something with uh with the naturalize i'm gonna be casting devastating dreams perhaps at some point of the game okay well, well this is the first half so okay we yeah, have just four yeah four yeah. yeah four stone rains here uh so the discussion on on the facebook and discord was like hey have you thought about devastating dreams in the deck and well i did look at the card in, when making the first draft of the deck, but I, I actually just sort of a, had a brain fart and and I thought to myself like, okay, I'm not gonna be destroying my own creatures here, so mm -hmm. I don't like the card. And also I was worried about the mana cost because Devastating Dreams cost two red mana to cast and Terrible cost two green. And we are we are supporting four Richard on ports and four wastelands in the, in the mana base, so it sort of looks difficult to build your game so that you will have two green for the terror war and two red for the devastating dreams yeah but what i failed to see was when we, when you actually uh, resolve a devastating dreams you will discard the cards uh, mm -hmm. you will sacrifice the lands mm -hmm. and then you will deal the damage so like in every scenario where you're casting casting the spell your creatures will pretty much have a threshold and you yeah. can cast it for one or two and the creatures you have will survive it and you yeah. will wipe out uh goblins or elves or whatever you're facing so mm -hmm. it's actually a perfect card and 
it really goes out to like <laughs> the whole whole community to just shout at me like, hey, why you're not playing this this awesome spell? Uh, yeah, and yeah. this is where Thermagoy comparison comes in with mm. like state based effects. Uh, mm. Like you can't lightning bolt a a um, two three Thermagoy if there's no uh, lightning bolts in the yard uh, or sorry instance in the yards because yeah. Yeah. it will grow yeah. before the damage is dealt. So. Same thing here. State-based effects on threshold with devastation is uh, fantastic. And like, so the more you look at this list, because now the second version, you remove mm -hmm. one stone rain and you remove yep. the um, flood the, stone uh, flood. Yeah, yeah, for two for two uh, devastating dreams, and additionally yeah. you added two treat of village in your land packet. You re yeah. replaced like one forest and one barbarian ring, I think. Yeah, like, like so, the issue issue with the flood was actually that four mana is too much for the yeah, deck. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we are we are really aggressive. We want to work with the curve up to the three, and we're gonna activate Rishan on pots, and we're gonna wasteland the opponent. Mm -hmm. So three is the maximum we want to use usually. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was like if I ever get up to four mana, I have something better to do than just cast that Fluffstone Flood. Unfortunately, it was a cool yeah. card, but it's it's just not good enough. Uh, yeah. No, there's yeah. for sure better alternatives, I feel like, also. Mm -hmm. yeah. but... and, actually, and the de development to add the Treat of Villagers was actually just uh, um, like a angle that I saw uh, playing with the deck that sometimes you actually might have some trouble generating pressure with just 12 creatures and threats in the deck. Yeah. You do have some reach, but yeah, you need to have like an actual clock somehow, right? Yeah. yeah. And treat up with mulch is pretty fucking solid also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I actually think I lost some game like casting a mulch that just teaches uh it bins like a terror couple of bears or nimble mongers and I never hit a threat. Like, yeah, mm. Sometimes it just happens with just 12 threats in the deck. Uh, so Treat of Village, it's a perfect card. You will always get it. If you cast Mulch, you will draw it or you can just naturally rip it off the top of the deck. So yeah. it's a concession of a sort to just uh, be, mo be more consistent in generating pressure and having threats. Yeah, mm. it, it felt uh, like a fantastic addition. Yeah, yeah, the deck looks super sweet. So that that's why you're on. Not only did you go seven zero in the <clears throat> BBO tournament in December, but before we go into that, uh, mm. let's pause on one thing that we started like twenty minutes ago. Mister <laughs> T, what's the M for? Um, M is for mulch. Yeah, and and the R, raise, raise, and the T, terror, scary terror. The big okay. guy. The yeah, terror, yeah. not the threshold, whatever. It was mulch well, race, yep. threshold, terror. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it could be <laughs> threshold or terror, whichever. <laughs> uh, so, so now you know, uh, everyone who listens. But yeah, because Green Red has some fantastic sideboard cards uh, as well. I think we should mention. Yeah, I, I, before we go into sideboard, I just want to like really understand how what makes this deck tick, because uh, we do have uh, several like 
denial-ish uh, like decks in pre-modern, right? We have the tap down, <laughs> whatever uh, control. <laughs> what are we calling them at this There's point? There's no tap down <laughs> control. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but we have parallax tied. Mm -hmm. We have parfait with Armageddon. And you mentioned Armageddon earlier, and we have a bunch of. We have Tangerway Winter Orb decks. Evolve this. We're just still playing Stone Rain. Three of them. We play. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing Race. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. 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 And uh, but really, really, what makes this deck tick is I guess you've been onto it uh, several times now. You have the. It's a land package, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, and it's the synergy because. Yeah. Well, we started off by like telling what's race, what's the card. Mm -hmm. But it, in this deck, it doesn't actually read one red sorcery, sacrifice a land to destroy any target land. It actually reads those things plus add two to your threshold count. Mm -hmm. And when you're casting a Mox Diamond, it doesn't just read, just discard a card to gain whatever mana. It's yeah. also plus one, plus one to your terror war and add one to your... Uh, to your threshold count yeah and when you're casting devastating dreams oh boy <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. your opponent might be staring at a board with a nimble mongoose a werebearer and a terror war and then you go and you cast uh, devastating dreams for two and the uh, magic happens uh, yeah, that's uh, no, no, yeah if you discard several lands or at least one land and both of you sacrifice a couple of lands suddenly your opponent is starting at a uh, lethal damage of 14 to 16. no in, mm. in one attack mm. so uh, it's weird like uh, the the whole point of playing this deck is is really careful balance of actually like figuring out when are you going to be really aggressive and when you need to try to control your opponent's resources uh, and you dance around that question and you decide when should you just try, like, try to push through and be aggressive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it can turn the corner really fast. So, yeah, it, it's like the old tempo versus control question. Like, yeah. Like, uh, mm. what, yeah. To, what to do. And maybe that's where also the cyborg that you wanted to get into, Anton, uh, comes in. Because yeah. uh, then you're addressing what kind of role you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to quickly mention about the main deck, uh, there's the cycle lands, which are uh, yeah. something more than just tap lands that can uh, generate some color colored mana to your pool. They also, in this deck, they also, when you cycle them, again, they're plus one to your threshold count, or they're plus one, plus one to your terror war. Yeah. Or, they and or they are also cheap cantrips that will draw into and try to dig for whatever you're looking for. Yeah, and they're like basically, if you if you even have one in your mulch, uh, is it four or five? Four, you check. Yeah, you're you're, you're basically you're up more than one <laughs> if if you have one of uh, one of those in the mulch find. 
absolutely so yeah mm -hmm. uh, for for is the it, it seems to be the sweet spot because you you hate it being a tap land but yeah it does wonderful things with yeah. motion in the deck yeah mm -hmm. yeah yep. so the yeah this deck damn i mean some some decks that are like new and pops up you're not that impressed and some you're just like shit <laughs> all this synergy and it actually like the curve everything looks so fucking yeah. solid and yeah this version two looks really like you nailed it there so, yeah but yeah let's go to side more because, um, yeah. yeah we're getting absolutely it. <laughs> yeah uh so in this deck you have two hull breach two tranquil domain uh no more naturalizes you only play two still a main deck but no more yep. uh why what's the reason there why uh, tranquil domain and how reach over number three and four yeah. naturalize yeah uh well the whole breach is just like an answer against the parfait decks uh yep. it's two it's a two for one in the other direction for a while <laughs> for once uh, i would say mm. uh and Tranquil Domain is a sort of a catch them all against like an Enchantress or something like mm -hmm. that, that nature. So have you been hurt, Auntie? <laughs> <laughs> have, have you have, have someone <laughs> hurt you? <laughs> have you met too much Enchantress? Yeah. Yeah. yeah too Tranquil Domain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a legit card. Yeah. Yeah. It's an instant speed, so it's actually fine against a lot of like problematic enchantment. Yeah, I think that's one up point for it that don't people don't really recognize. And yeah, I agree. I Enchantress is an underplayed deck, and it's too it's really good. So yeah. Yeah. And you hate white enchantments even more because you play one anarchy as well in, in the sideboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that anarchy is actually a flex slot. Uh, it was sort of a. I felt like because people were playing a lot of goblins, I felt like perhaps somebody will try and play Angel Mike Angel Face or mm. you know, you know mm. the deck. Mm. <laughs> Whatever you, you wanna call it. Uh so yeah, it was <laughs> the the problem. Well, humility could be is overall like it's nice to have an answer for some of the weird white enchantments, I guess, or white cards overall. Yeah. I feel like a naturalize is still way more versatile here, but mm. I might be completely off. But mm. anarchy, yeah, I do like it, but it, it's also yeah, yeah. But but it feels like it's the flex slot. Like you could, you could just put in whatever you like in that slot. It's really good against rebels, man. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Four birds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you have two torment scripts. Um, yeah. A bit of a number with with um, Terror, mm. but mm. I guess versus some fast combo decks, it's I mean it's your way to stay alive, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, when you need it, you need it uh, against like Flint Stick or, mm. or. Yeah, it's a no-brainer actually. Yeah. Yeah. People should not skimp on their <laughs> graveyard. Eight. The point is always like you don't have to spend any mana to cast a crap crypt, and it's gonna it's like an insurance that. You're not dead You're right. on turn one. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have four, and you, you're doing this correctly, man. You have four rebs, but you you split them up. Two power blasts and two red elemental blasts. Mm. Always. People, do not do not go four off. <laughs> you don't have to. We have uh, two great blasts in, the, in both red and blue in the format. Always go split because we have, we have a... Uh, 
one really good black card that will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and a like Piccola dude. Mm, the the metal mage. Yeah, who likes to name yeah. things. Are there, and, and like you could in some instances also, like Pyroblast is nice. I guess, but you won't play for. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, but I just want to step one one step back, Anton. Like he's playing whole breach. Would you play even more? Uh, you mentioned only two naturalizes. Like yeah, he, I, th I think naturalizes is one of the best. But whole breach is sufficient, right? But, but sorcery speed is. I tried it out as well, and like okay. in Magical Christmas Land for sure, it's fantastic. And versus uh, Parfait specifically, it can be fantastic. But like, mm -hmm. we if you're playing, if you're playing a Ponza deck and they land at turn one land tax, you kind of need to blow that shit up immediately, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or that's how you can correct me here, Antti. But like, so I don't think it matters if you cannot two for one them like. And versus Dreadnought, having the instant answer to Stifle or Vicious Arm or whatever mm. is pretty good. Okay, I just wondered. Yeah, this is this is all stuff that I sort of acknowledged and know and, and thought of, but I, I sort of like made this concession that Hullbridge is, okay, sure, it's so yeah, 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 up, but it, it can still hit the Dreadnought. It, yeah. It's an out to the Dreadnought. Yeah. And, mm. and there's the upside against like deck like Parfait. That it can take the marks and the land tax yeah. or whatever but if we're talking synergy here like having that like you have you have a cycle land in your hand and they go on their mm. turn like okay bam they slam the dreadnought you don't mm. have interaction yeah. you know you're gonna die but you have one cycle land if you find a naturalized you can respond like those things i i really thrive on that. <laughs> We're getting there later, but we also have like uh, fire and ice. That's also kind of a hope card in those instances, right? <laughs> Tap it down one turn. <laughs> but, yeah, and you have yeah. the fire blast here, so you, you can drink for them as well uh, mm. in instant speed, I guess. But like, there, there's definitely in do not like undervalue the importance of playing instant uh, cards mm. in, in this format. But yeah. whatever, not, yeah. Not, you mentioned that. Oh, sorry, not gonna argue that. Yep, yeah, that's a point. And we're uh, at two pyroclasms also. That's a no-brainer, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, there from the beginning. Uh, it's it was sort of an something that I recognized. Like, if the opponent is really fast and it's going wide, we might have some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Even if at some point we get a big terror war, uh, like goblins or elves, when they get out of control, uh, what can we do to sort of? control the situation. We need some kind of a board wipe and Pyroclasm doesn't actually take out your team if you have threshold. So why not? Uh, we can play too. It's a Sorcerer's B spell, but if you combine it with the uh, Devastating Dreams in the new version and a couple of Fire Eyes, we have a bunch of sweepers. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you play two Fire Eyes here as well. Uh, yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, did you ever ice anything with your Mox Diamonds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <did>. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I can't recall like a play where I just needed to ice an untapped land in the upkeep to know that my opponent can do nothing because I have a Reshadon port also active or something. Uh -huh. yeah. And I can just go to my turn and attack him for a lethal. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely, oh. I did, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So there, there's that. There's Mr. T. And uh, you did win the beard in the Beard Brother Open in December. Yeah, funny thing is, I still have some trouble growing a decent beard uh, <laughs> myself. But I, we don't I have hope, to. I hope I'm improving now. No. Yeah. You have any any fun takeaways from that tournament? 7-0, pretty solid, man. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it was solid indeed. Uh, I had a lot of close games, but let's check on the matchups. I am in the in the pod i went 40 i won uh, flippy on birds uh, 2-1 yeah. i won black mamba on uh, green and white trash again 2-1 this time uh, it it actually flashed red uh, also in addition uh, okay. uh, then i won again i won the Mono white tight. Uh, this this time it was a pure mono mono blue tight deck. Uh, it didn't have the dreadnought combo. I think it just had the man lands in there. Yeah. Two one, and I won red and grey goblins two zero. Uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, and uh, then I had the top six game against Alvaro on pirates, and he's. Uh, his build on pirates was really interesting. <laughs> it, it actually worked. It's a it was a deck that played magic. So, considering <laughs> other pirate builds I have seen, it was improvement. Um, and let's just say we we didn't have a lot of mana to spend in those games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, he just didn't have a lot of outs to the terror huge terror So oh. that's that what that was my win condition. So two one against him. Close games, and then I won, won Ivan on Trade Myth Survival 2-1 in the top four match, mm. the semi-final. Uh, yeah, Trade Myth Survival, really difficult matchup, and mm. like perhaps we can like discuss some of these like how you have to approach some games differently. Mm. Uh, like this Trade Trade Myth Survival matchup is an, a good example of of an, a matchup where you really can't force the mana denial plan too much because they have so many mana dogs and they have the wall of roots and stuff. Uh, no, no. So uh, it was actually just sort of recognizing that if if we if we can play the game so that he will not get that's that's his only out against a big terror war no. uh, or a gilded trick is another. So in the sideboard, I, I want the sideboard games because uh, I just I just uh, changed my game plan into we're gonna get all the blasts in. Uh, only thing we're gonna fight over is survival of the fittest, mm. some permanent that will fetch up anything, and gain card advantage to our opponent, and then having the blast up for the trade survival and the kill that trade. So you did so remove it's... all rays and stone rays, or pretty much, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. oh. Sometimes you just have to recognize, like, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be a different kind of a deck in the matchup, and that's what you have to do. Yeah. But all the other synergies are still going to work out in your favor. So, mm. uh, yeah, uh, that, that's that's what I did. Uh, I just uh, played the games like I tried to inter uh, interrupt my opponent's progress by destroying land here and there with a wasteland. I'll try mm. to port him. Eventually, when he goes for the trade wind, we will blast it. 
mm. if he tries to kill the Drake or pick terror, we will blast it. And that's uh, that's the game, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's that's sweet magic. And yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a lovely like notice of of the of the deck and mid range archetype overall. Like yeah. you you kind of have to do those weird weird concessions to your own deck plan a game plan i guess but uh, yeah mm, if it absolutely. works it works yeah it's solid yeah uh, and uh then uh in the finals i won uh, sven on the hermit feb deck mm. uh two games to one Oof, uh, no. again like a different sort of approach uh really fast combo deck playing a lot of non-basic lands so we love wasteland um yeah. uh, the, 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 you look at the deck like that, uh, it appears to be a really bad matchup, doesn't it? Uh, mm, how can, yeah. can uh, Mana Denial or Land Destruction deck fight something like fast as fast as like Hermit Fab? Mm -hmm. But then again, uh, if you know how to sort of mulligan and approach the game plan, mm. uh, you can find angles to win it. And, and you need, you absolutely need turn one race you absolutely need turn one lightning bolt or waste yeah i was actually thinking about like the lightning bolt scenario you you're playing four lightning bolts so uh, and we talked earlier on this pod like how lightning bolt isn't that much played but you're playing four it's rich and you're managing like the hermit decks and uh, maybe meddling mages and whatever Maybe Lightning Bolt isn't that bad <laughs> anymore. I think yeah. it's like Ante and Aaron Dix who plays Lightning Bolt most. Okay. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of yeah. guess yeah. Ante is on Lightning Bolt. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I have a bunch more of questions regarding uh, like your choices for this deck and so forth. But we have other topics that we will probably come back to and you will probably be able to answer. Uh, regarding your deck or whatever your thought processes, uh, because we were talking about Ponza in general later on, right? Anton? This deck is fantastic, and I think Seb, you would. I really, really love what I'm seeing, but I, but that's the where that's where I'm uh, looking at. Uh, if I would do anything differently, yeah, Maybe. and actually at looking at the at the threat package, it uh, it's it it also like it just sort of works out like. Yeah. Because you can slow the game down, you can you can control the tempo usually. When you're winning the game, you can you can either decide that you're gonna go really fast, you're gonna turbo up your threshold, mm. and you're gonna be on the beat down, and you can have the lightning bolts as a reach or added damage to your to your attacks. You have a one drop that doesn't die, die to a spot removal spell, and mm. it will mm. grow up to Fantastic. be like sort of a too big for like anything 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two, whatever the opponent can hit up uh, in the first couple of rounds. Werber mm -hmm. uh, is going to be too big really fast, and Terrible just doesn't care about blockers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it can actually be really aggressive. Heading into uh, another topic, I guess, uh, and uh, because Anton invented a, an own segment, 
uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to add on on that. So <laughs> uh, this is a map from of the a map of the past. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. And uh, what I would like us to do is actually to look into an old world's uh, world championship deck. And uh, we're, we're just doing this briefly and hopefully and uh, like we can whisk through different uh, historical deck lists and learn where we can take some sweet cards from and maybe just is it's it's not your <laughs> Anton, it's not like your brew that or screw that segment uh, but we're, we're picking cherries here okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice looking at old decks and trying to uh, find something so what have I put to the table today, uh, Anton? Today you have chosen Brian Selden's legendary Calais Nightmare, or I think we should just call it Rexer, the recurring mm. nightmare survival of the deck, um, uh, the world champion of '98. Uh, mm. And uh, it's a sweet toolbox deck. And I think a lot of pre modern players are very happy that this deck actually was printed in gold-bordered gold world championship um, format because it made gold-bordered survival out of the market. And uh, as we all know, that's pretty common uh, in the most pre-modern tournaments to be legal to play gold-bordered cards. So he plays four, four recurring nightmares and four survival of fittest. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if we need to... To go through the whole deck list, no. Uh, yeah, th this is like sweet synergy mid-range uh, stuff. You beat creatures with survival in your graveyard and you can recur them with the recurring nightmare into play. Yeah, exactly. It's basically bringing cards back to play and uh, we have uh, 20 plus creatures. And uh, the funsies that I would like to mention that are used but not seen today are the card... I'm just jumping into it uh, from the creature package. Then we're going uh, to sorceries and enchantments in that way. Yep. So sure. uh, we haven't seen a cloud chaser eagle. <laughs> no, we haven't <laughs> in a while. <laughs> so cloud chaser eagle is a two-two for four. When it comes into play, you destroy target enchantment. It's flying. Uh, we're ditching that today, I guess. Yeah, we have Monk Realist. Uh, Ursa Saga wasn't mm -hmm. printed when this uh, World Championship um, took place. So the the next set basically replaced uh, the Cloud Chaser Eagle with a two mana 1-1 one, one instead. It has the same. Okay, the guys, I have a random question about the card. Mm -hmm. Is one of the new uh, creature types Soldier for the Eagle? No, uh, well, maybe. I'm going to check that. I had this weird feeling, and do you know, there's actually this card in pre-modern that's legal. Uh, it's a goblin ringleader for soldiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, it's a, just a bird. It's I just think a... it's a bird, yeah. Just a bird, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, still destroyed enchantment, still a 2-2, two -two, but it's a common. 
It's from Seventh and Odyssey, so no. I guess back then people played a lot of Survival of the Fittest. Um, Could be. So yeah, you kind of needed a main deck answer to that, I guess. Yeah, uh, and then we have like the package of Manowar Necrotals. Hmm? We don't see those either today. No, we have more mana <laughs> ways. We have Bone yeah. Shredder again. Or the Ursa block mm. really curved down uh, these type of effects. But then we're into your territory, Auntie. Orcish Settlers. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best arts in, in Magic. So uh, is the summoning sickness too big of a deal here? Or can we spice it up with one of those <laughs> in your deck? The, the problem is like whether you use the mana. Okay, you don't have enough mana to use, or yeah, it feels like it feels like because our curve is so tight. Yeah, we don't need uh, three mana from, and we don't want to sacrifice our permanent mana. Okay. So, yeah. So orcish settlers is uh, one red and one uh, colorless. Uh, uh, yeah. No, sorry. Actually, I was thinking about orcish lumberjack. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Orcish settler. Yeah. Okay. So it was the uh, weather like dude that. Is sacrificed to destroy lands from yeah the... x target lands oh yeah sorry <laughs> so it's xx so you need to pay xx and red and tap it so it's summoning sickness uh, it's the upcoming turn so you need to pay at least the equivalent of uh, stone rain to pay to kill uh, or to destroy one land and you sacrifice the orchid settler also so for what I'm guessing, you need to have at least five lands to uh, get rid of two lands for your opponent. So, yeah, I think that's the problem. If you're up, up, and you have five mana active, you can you can do better things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... And it's because of uh, survival and recurring nightmare, right, Anton? Why we have it in this deck? Yeah, this deck is just full of synergy all hmm. over. Uh, I don't think we have anything like really interesting that we haven't seen in the package. Spirit of Night and the one of Spirit of Night and one of Verdant Force. So yeah. Use Incur Nightmare and get some big fatsos. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But that's basic at this point, right? Yeah. Keep bringing in because of that. That's maybe also an interesting point of the Colin Nightmare or what do you wanted to call it? The Rexer. The Rexer. Uh, it's cool to see like a, uh, an animation package slash <laughs> like a toolkit package here. We don't have that many of those things. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty funny story. I think Brian Seldon joined uh, Premodern a year ago, two years ago or something. And he, he yep. his first tournament, webcam tournament, was uh, Mike Hoip's Spring Fling. And he played this deck, this exact deck, with one exception. He added a 61st card. What card do you have to play if you play four survivals? Squeak. Uh, one squeak. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Ron Taylor, he also played it because he was paired versus Brian Seldon. And so he also picked this deck. And so they played like Brian Seldon, Kelly Nightmare versus Brian Seldon, Kelly Nightmare. <laughs> that's Nightmare so cool. Yeah. 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 So that, that's a. Great and I think Brian Brian actually played the last LobsterCon, and I think he is okay. joining it now also. Yeah, yeah that's great. So all oh. those Yankees can uh, get a get a 
get try to get one on the champ. Yeah. Uh, so we brushed through the creatures, sorceries, Firestorm. That's also a question I had for you. Uh, have you ever thought about Firestorm in your... Or is it just killing all your threats? I have thought about it. But... Um, yeah, it's not killing my threats. You can target. Say it, but, but Devastating Dreams is just more powerful. Mm -hmm. Because we can also continue and pressure on the on the mana denial plan. So, mm -hmm. And we, usually we don't care about... Firestorm's ability to also hit the opponent because we will end the game with a huge terror war and the, and the gang pretty fast. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have thought about it, but it's usually just not worth it. Uh, and you will have trouble having enough cards to ditch yeah, for it to make gonna... it really backbreaking. Uh, mm. Even even having the two extra cards to ditch to devastating dreams is a pain in the ass sometimes uh, yeah. because you also want to play out your threats and stuff. So. Uh, just, just not good enough in this deck. It's, it's great in uh, Michael Arnold's uh, zombie infestation yeah. deck. Yeah, shit. I played that deck today, a couple of games, and I just love it. It's uh, nice. yeah, pre-modern is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Anton, I'm uh, loving my next next card to you. My uh, <laughs> lobotomy. Why haven't we seen it in Pre-Modern? Is it because it costs four? Uh, look at target player's hand and choose a card other than a basic land card from it. Sorry, I plays graveyard, hand, library for all those cards with the same name as the chosen card and remove them from the game. Then the player shuffle his or her library. Is it why the, did um, Brian choose to play it and why isn't it playable today? Oh, I think Pre-Modern is a bit too fast and I guess a bit too... I'm not, I'm not sure, like... It can go wide in so many different ways. So, like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I don't have the best uh, intel on how how the 1998 meta looked like in the world, but I assume like there were some pretty good, great targets for this one. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I, I can't really tell, but I, I think it's a sweet card. I think it's viable as a cyber card in some decks. Mm -hmm. I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, but, Perhaps the problem yeah. is that if you're playing blue and black, there's Mana, more mana efficient ways to yeah. just destroy your opponent's combo or whatever. Yeah. You can have a counter spell or you can discard. So. Like, we don't even see a duress here, but we see a lobotomy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, you, you, it's probably more like mana efficient to play a whatever card. And uh, then we have enchantments for recurring nightmare for survival for this. Fine, scroll racks, fine, lance, all of that. Sideboard for boils. Uh, have uh, Auntie ever thought of boils? I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're basing ho all of this pod upon the Ponza scheme. So I like, yeah, yeah. I, I like the way how you segment back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand, uh, but no, uh, no way. Because even Stone Rain in this deck is like. It's it's the thing that snaps the back. It it's like the one last land that you have to take, mm. one basic or something, at at the mid to end game. Uh, yeah, if you if your mana denial plan isn't working before you take that one land, uh, you should be playing the game otherwise. You should focus on other things like just generating pressure really fast or. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I guess that back in 1998, blue control, mono blue control was one of the big, big decks yeah. uh, mm -hmm. with Whispers of the Muse and Capsize and um, whatever random. What, what's nice with Boil is it's, yeah. What's nice with Boil is that it's instant, so. It is? Destroy all. Yeah. Shit. Okay, yeah. cool. Destroy all islands for four. Uh, and we do have in the sideboard, that's where we're at right now. Uh, we have a Hall of Gemstone also. <laughs> so Hall of Gemstone is a two green and one. Uh, during each place upkeep, that player chooses a color. Until end of turn, each mana producing land produces the mana of the chosen color instead of the normal color. So you can't make them islands, sadly. But uh, why would you even play that? Is it, is it like that you can make the islands produce red and you can play whatever you like? <laughs> I mean, I, I have no idea. This is an enchant world, so it might okay. it counters another enchant world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Hey, that's true. That's true. Oh. Um. Uh, lastly, I would like to mention Emerald Charm. We have some charms being used in Premodern. Uh, we haven't seen that much Emerald Charm. Untap target permanent for one green. That is, destroy target global enchantment or target creature loses flag until the turn. Uh, what global enchantments? Yeah, what global enchantments do you want to take care of? Even I don't know. So many, like each non-aura enchantment. Are you saying it's uh, underplayed? Emerald charm. Uh, we have naturalized as an option, so I think in. But this is one green. Yeah, in elves it's fair to play this one because you can untap cradle or priest or whatever. Yeah, target permanent. That's cool. Yeah. It's great in that one. And yeah. you have the flexibility to just destroy one key enchantment, like an engineer plague for one mana, whatever. But um, other than that, I think naturalize overall is better. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Because you have the op option to destroy target artifact. So, yeah. yeah. I think that concludes our segment for <laughs> Blast from the Past, a map of the past. Uh, and that brings us into basically what we've been doing. Ponce in Premodern. Anton. Yeah, I think we should mention also like another take on Man of Maya strategies is the Legion land loss, uh, the hmm. mono green one, uh, with Plow Unders, uh, which is Entangled Wires, I guess. It's a pretty strong one as well, uh, but I guess Ponsa. R remind me, Ante, is Ponsa originally from um, BK? Was it mono red or was it green red? I, I, I can't remember if it was mono green or, or no mono red or red and green deck originally. No. But yeah, of, of course my my thoughts were uh, in some old Ponza builds and, and stuff that people have played in pre-modern before, like mono-red uh, prison strategies with Tanglewire, uh, even Winter Orb, some Goblin Welders, that's the way to go with uh, mono-red. Or then with uh, like green, you have all these great additions to the to the land destruction team, and you have the mono-dorks. So, but, but all together, like all those decks, fine. They play good, honest magic. Yeah. But the point that I was making with this this deck was like to make mana denial consistent and able to to beat a lot of decks and surprise a lot of people is that we will have to again 
do it from turn number one. That's yeah. the point. Number one and two, you will have to start doing your thing and you will have to have the ability to do some really uh, unfair plays with the deck. And that is what we are capable to do with Mulch and Mox Diamond and the combination of a lot of uh, cheap spells that add up eventually with all the synergies that people like, yeah, yeah eventually they will see them. <laughs> but at first, when they look at the cards, they will go like, yeah. yeah but there are so uh, many, there are so many great synergies. Yeah. I mean, just, just yeah. one thought that popped my mind now, like, okay, so if you're not playing versus non-basics, then just wasteland mm. your own wasteland or wasteland another one of your lands and absolutely you plus yeah. two plus two on, on terrible or like more threshold yeah so, there are so many situations yeah. uh, where my opponent uh and and sometimes even me ha haven't seen like all the lines that how can i just add up to 20 damage and just finish the game like yeah it will it will add up so fast <laughs> with uh with all the spells and the synergies especially with terror war but also with the threshold guys yeah yeah, yeah. now it's a uh, i have some very important questions that we need to get into regarding uh, ponza the most important question is what stone rain art should we use yeah oh great question <laughs> yeah originally i did use the old school one because i have beta stories of course okay yeah but i decided on the portal is it the portal, portal uh, second age? Yeah, it's I think, art, the, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It yeah, just so. seemed aggressive enough. Mm. Okay. Well, what would you go for, Anton? Yeah, I would not play red cards um... at all. You would go for Thermocroist or what it's called. <laughs> uh, I think the portal uh, second age is looking fantastic here. Uh, yeah, really, it, it looks uh, rad. Yeah. I'm, I kind of have a weak spot for the Ice Age one. I just want to throw it into the mix there. Yeah, the uh, problem is it's like the correct card for the pre-modern. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, it doesn't, the art just doesn't mix with all the other cards. In okay, yeah, I haven't laid them out like you have, so you might be right there. But if I have some, uh, you're playing like three, four, uh, are those Ice Age or... What kind of what type of basics? Snow covered for yeah, snow right? snow covered. I yeah, so so yeah, maybe maybe still. I actually chose the. I didn't know what what's the basic land that we have to use with this deck. I just wasn't sure on the on the art, but I felt uh -huh. like because it's I, I played the monthly. Uh, no, actually, I played the pre uh, beer brother open when it was my like ski vacation. Mm -hmm. Thinking about snow, and I was like. Okay. Uh, I, I want to see some snow on my lands. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, a, that's a perfectly it. valid argument. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Sam. Mm -hmm. I need to take mm -hmm. it now. Sylvan Safekeeper. Uh, is that has that been up for consideration in this deck? Actually, no. Um, right. Not not really. We just there's there's just not enough space for the card. Okay. And just protecting the terror is yep. not enough upside to bring okay. it in. I think it's just a one-one, and that's the only duty in the deck is to protect the Terry. So, yeah, um, we already can dodge a lot of spot removal with Nimble Mongoose, and we can just go under your the opponent with the curve. So I, I think like yeah, no, okay. we're no. we're not gonna go that route. The, I can I can mention some cards that were in my. Yeah, this is where I'm uh, heading into that territory. 
so maybe I can. I'm, I'm checking them off. I have a list here. So do tell. Pray tell. Okay, my, my list is uh, uh, Silvan Library. Okay, I have don't have that one. On my okay, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's one. Uh, Fletching Dragon is another. Yeah, I do love that. Okay, so it's another threshold dude from is it Judgment? Judgment, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, two red and two colorless. Is it a two two originally? A, no, yeah, two two originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. flying, flying, yeah. and with threshold it gains plus three plus three. So it's a five five player for four. Uh, with threshold, uh, it can pump but... itself. Okay, yeah, can like Shivan Dragon. It can yeah. pump the the. It's another so sub card. Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely. It, it is. It is a great card. Uh, nothing away from it, but the problem just seems to be the mana, the two red, mm -hmm. and that it costs four mana. Uh, when I added the two three top villagers to the lands, I think at this point. Uh, it's just unnecessary. It's it's over the top to add, okay. to even add the the Fletcher dragons to the mix. It's a mm. it's a finisher that can end the game, but Terror can do it also, and we don't need the uh, evasion actually when we have trample. So, and Sylvan Sylvan Library uh, is is a fantastic way to have some card selection and yeah, for sure. uh, a better mid and late to make uh, late game uh, and it can also combo off with mulch yeah. uh, because it, exactly. uh, but the problem with sylvan library is it sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, no, no, nicely done so. i've just went uh, away and missed the whole uh... i know i know i know i i brought i needed to get a beer so <laughs> Of course, it is. of course, it is. yeah, yeah. We just talked about the Fletching Dragon, but yeah, added like about S S Sylvan Library. Uh, oh. The main problem of, of that card is that, yeah, yeah, it gives you a great mid to late game, it gives you card selection, it combos up mulch, it's fantastic. Hmm. But hmm. this deck needs to, needs to uh, be on the curve, you need to disrupt or add pressure to the board immediately uh, th those are the only things that this build uh, do like really efficiently so we can't do everything if if we play sylvan library it's a different deck it's yeah. more passive it's control deck uh yeah but it feels uh, sure. like uh, yeah. one of sideboard card versus control decks instead of anarchy i could see yeah it. like uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it could be it could be easily yeah yeah, yeah. And it, it's also a card that can be tested. Like you can have a build of this with Sylvan Library. More control is more long game, but mm. it's a different deck. Yeah. Uh, can we walk through? Uh, or are you done with your um, like cards that you thought of, or do you have? A... Well, pr pretty much. Like I, I initially, I had the Fluffstone Flood from Exodus, uh, and then Earthquake was another idea. Okay. Okay. In what what manner? Do you wanted to have some answer or? Because I was worried about the board and if the opponent is quick and uh, can go can go wide, we can have a we can have some trouble. So it was like one of my go-to answers. But then again, devastating dreams devastating. is so much better. Yeah, it's all yeah. so much both those cars. No, no. Yeah. So it it's just it's it's <clears throat> supreme. So yeah. Mm. Earthquake is out. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, it just all came together like this.
yeah. So, I want to walk through this list that I have with weird land destruction cards. And I want to, because you probably touched on them. So I just want to hear from... Uh... Okay, sorry. I will have to add one more. Oh. In, in place of Stone Rain, one should consume Pillage. But I have had so many games where Stone, Stone Rain has shown itself to be the better card for the deck. Because usually your game plan, like I said, is you will have to build up to two green mana. Yeah. And you are playing four Rishon and Ports of Wastelands, which are really important yeah. Yeah. for trying to go on the mana denial route. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you will end up usually just having one red mana open on turn three, two, two three, or four mm. uh, with this mana base. And st Stone Rain is something you can cast. Pillars is something that you might not be able to cast. And uh, I will just add that Devastating Dreams has the same problem here mm -hmm. with two two red in the mana cost but uh you can usually usually you want to cast uh devastating dreams after you have uh, mm. like deployed your threats so yeah. you're not too worried about your green mana anymore so that's that's how it mm. works out sort of yeah. can i go but, can uh, i go on a tangent here about uh this is the great era of great magic card design and like improvements uh -huh. and whatever so they gave Stone Rain an alternative, uh, a mo modal mode, by choosing artifact on, on it. But it costed something. It cost one more red. Yeah, it's really nice. Like that's how you were supposed to do it. Not just power creep Stone Rain and like yeah. make it obsolete forever. And that's true for Thermo Kraust or what's it called? Thermo. Thermo Karst. Karst. Yeah. Karst. You can actually deal one more damage, or what? What? What's the difference between? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. When when you, when you end the game, you're gonna attack in for like yeah. at least ten or something. Yeah. If if you kill a snow covered land or something, right? Very great. Yeah. <sighs> it's good to have land. Okay, so I have a list. So we're. We're, we're brisking through this, or swish-swishing through this. Uh, I'm, I'm starting with the card that I actually think that could maybe slight of been in at least your mind. It's Scorched Earth. Uh, choose and discard X land cards. Destroy X target lands. It's one red and X. That's pretty nice. It is still yeah. not playable. Too slow. You need to. It's too, you're losing too many cards, or you're yeah, you're losing your cards, and you're still not uh, killing any creatures. So devastating dreams is the solution, yeah. man. Uh, again, yeah, devastating yeah. dreams is so much better. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I'm I'm doing honorable mentions here. Yeah, we. I think we already concluded that you're not like sitting on. Uh, millions of uh, <laughs> lands and mana uh, but i think devastation is a cool card so <laughs> i'm mentioning it it's What's that? five and two red destroy all creatures and lands <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's cool right it, it is yeah it's cool uh, it's cool uh, but you, you're you're not uh, sitting with seven uh, mana i guess then. yeah it, it's too much mana and usually 
you should have more lands than your opponent and you should have more like important creatures on board yeah. than your opponent but well, like, when we don't have white we we, we make two yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> correct okay i have a weird other card that's probably not playable we already mentioned boil earlier probably not playable <laughs> so wake of destruction <laughs> Do you know what it does? I can't remember it. Tell me. Uh, and it what, what is it? Destroy... Target land. Target land and... All lands with the same name as that land. Yeah. Okay, clearly unplayable. But I just wanted to mention it. Is it Ursa yeah. Des Ursa's Destiny card? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know which Ursa has the, like, uh, air bottle thing. Okay. Yeah, and to just add, like, Boil is a really good card. Like you said, it's an instant. Yeah, that's what's going for it. Yeah. Yeah, it can and it can like destroy all the islands. But the thing is, I'm gushing. Though, yeah, but yeah, and dazing and stuff. But and in, in addition, like you're really good against all the blue decks that are slow, uh, because you're already porting them. You are. Stone raiding them, raising them. Yeah. They will never get up to like four mana or five mana, whatever they need to do to do something. Do, can can you can you risk of playing a race versus two untapped islands? Feels like a very. Oh, you need to sacrifice it. Yeah, it's an additional. Yeah, one. you're right. Uh, That's it's pretty really sick. weird. Like yeah. you, this is like one of those things. Like because this is not um like tire one really powerful deck this is a brew that can attack the meta from a like an angle or something yeah mm. it, and, and people don't know like how the game play is yeah. gonna turn out and stuff like that you can surprise your opponent mm. uh yeah sometimes you just go for it. it yeah you have mm. to feel it <laughs> yeah. uh, if it's worth the risk and yeah uh, and that's like a thing that Perhaps we should like discuss like talking about the top decks of the format. Mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge like Barfade is playing land tax, uh, Stasis is playing Gush and counter spells and Days. Yeah, one of blue Dreadnought is playing exactly Days, uh, counter spells, Gush. Uh, honestly, you, you, you cannot think to yourself that okay i'm gonna cast stone rain to destroy island and win this game <laughs> don't kill the magic man. yeah the yeah and, and regarding that i'm not done yet so i i have some more cards that i want to mention <laughs> sorry sorry Sam. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have your list let's go through it but yeah i can extend on those those thoughts yeah okay so we have two green cards that i think are cool and uh, I usually grab them when I'm playing different types of cubes. Uh, and maybe you're ramping, you can play mono green, you can be big green or whatever. We have stunted growth and plow under. Totally unplayable or not? In, in mono green? Whatever, whatever form, like a version of maybe not your deck or overall. With all the mono dorks, I could see them being playable uh, in sort of a mono green 
tangle wire, monodorks, okay. titanium. So we're going into more mono green territory. And you don't have enough green anyhow, maybe. Yeah. No. no. Not Ponsa, maybe, then. What do you think? Five mana, you really need a game changing spell, or you need to have a lot of mana yourself. So, like, mm. yeah, in Legion Landers, I guess it's possible with Priest of Titania or whatever, but this is not what Mr. T does. Yeah, no, no, no. Another yeah. curve play, but yeah, for Ponsa. Yeah. And this is where I'm ending with my big, big question here. And we have some Finnish discussions going on in the background there. Pase is about Pase to leave. Okay, okay. <laughs> the, the crazy slivers guy is about yeah. to leave. The, yeah. So, one last question here uh, on my list I have here. Uh, Jukelops. No. Is there any way at all <laughs> to make it playable? Is that the pipe dream of this uh, Ponza? Like play obliterate instead. Yeah. Of mana okay. And, uh, mm. Yeah. Can't okay. Play. If if somebody can make obliterate or chocolate hops playable, I will okay. buy them. Okay. Yeah. I just want to mention them. That's the pipe dream. Chocolate hops, maybe obliterate something, but. Clearly, uh, Anton is going from Obliterate. That sounds like a combo deck, right? More of ish. Jokelhops is more of in the at least this section of a. Uh, you're you're playing Orcish Lumber. Jokelhops is okay. like wildfire territory. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like a, a lot of artifacts. Then you can play. Can then you can make it like, I don't know, unfair. Like, yeah. No wait, Jokelhops does it destroy all artifacts as well? Uh, yeah, sacrifice yeah. four lands or something. Uh, artifacts, creatures, lands. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's uh, the segment of uh, Ponce and Promodern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Slaughtering can't end the like one and a half hour talk of Mister G and say like it can't win versus the tier one deck. <laughs> you have addressed it with like seven. Enchant uh, artifact removal. You have the pyroblast. You can address those yeah, decks. No. Yeah. Stop. Stop saying such stupid things. Stone rain isn't what wins you those uh, matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not mana denying a one slash two <laughs> mana deck. Uh, so yeah. That is, that is why the the sideboard is built the way it is. Mm. Uh, uh, when facing like something, something like a stasis deck or or uh, or mono dread, mono blue dreadnought deck, uh, that is why we have four blasts in there and yep. all the artifact destroying spells. Uh, you will have to have to change your game plan. Like, let's see if I have some some examples of a sideboarding here. Uh, of course, we would love to. For our deck to do whatever it is doing in the in game number one, all all the game through uh, through the match. But let's say against Stasis, uh, you will have to board out, of course, the devastating dreams so. and bring in four boils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, if we could ever get to four mana and resolve the spell. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Like against Stasis, you will cut down a couple of dream, devastating dreams, a couple of mulch, because you're you're never going to be able to spend two mana just to draw a bunch of lands, because 
uh, most of your utility lands are dead against a deck like Stasis that is full of uh, uh, basic islands. Your wastelands are perfect there. You want to see a wasteland. Yeah, they agree. That's one of the keys to victory against the Stasis deck. Uh, will Hurst will never want you to learn like these little things here, uh, <laughs> how to how to win the matchup. But yeah, always have a untapped wasteland yeah. in the game, and you can win because it will take out the Forsaken City, and it's pretty hard for them to keep up the luck if you're not foolish enough to play spells in the dead wards and stuff that uh, bounce their islands back into their hands. Uh, yeah, so a couple of Devastating Dreams out, a couple of Mulch out. You can cut uh, something like one Mox Diamond because it's a reliability against uh, Chain of Vapor and all the bounce stuff. And you will cut down all the three Stone Rains because, like I said, uh, you you cannot you cannot <laughs> uh, spend three mana yeah. to try and destroy an island against the yeah. fucking days. <laughs>
hopefully so the most I, I guess basically for the pre-modern crowd uh, you're set because uh, we have a great community that uh, can help out yeah i mean these gestures i i want to say chet also volunteered in the discord to help out with this but like so just so nice like such a lovely I, i'm not i'm not sure the word for it but altruistic thing like for the community mm. to do they don't yeah. make any money they will yeah we we can give them a shout out on this podcast and just say thank you so much for yeah i wanted to preserve this I'm not going to say the word legacy capital <laughs> of uh, modern evolution, I guess. Uh, so, What we would like to have more of from uh, the listeners or people that they know, the listeners know, is that uh, if they have some, it can be as crappy as ever. We don't care if it has the good intent. If they have some sounds that they would like to share, that we can have on upcoming uh, podcasts. We would love to have them. They can uh, make a shout out to uh, Anton on the Discord or on any of other social media platforms we have. Uh, and Or you, Seb, or you. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to bring... <laughs> okay, yeah, of, of course. course we. <laughs> I just want to involve anyone here. They can send everything to Ante. Can you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's. So we're going forward, and some of the older episodes might disappear, but we're working on it. That's what's going on. But what what has happened is uh, Seb is also like composing his own music now, and um, we kind of introduced that last time, right, Seb? I don't did know. Did brew that or screw that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I I did a. I was pretty drunk, but we're, we're still using that uh, segment, and we're going into that segment later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh, into the. It's in Tampere. Is that right, Ante? The Finnish nationals. No. Tampere. This Some June, uh, on the 10th, the Saturday, we will have a Finnish Nationals in pre-modern at Tampere. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's uh, it's a great thing. Uh, we had it last year. It was a lot smaller, like we didn't plan a lot of stuff for the weekend. But now it's a, it's an action-packed weekend. Just mm-hmm. waiting for uh, people wanting to come and play some good old magic with us. Uh, and we'll have a... Saturday it's gonna be the the nationals for pre modern. Sunday we will have an old school event uh, with Swedish band and restricted list and open reprints with original art of course. And um, on Friday we will have like sort of a casual pub meeting uh, to just like gather people up and socialize and whatever. Have some pickup games and uh, I will be having my forty like some sort of a celebratory draft experience That's uh, playing insane. uh <laughs> playing uh some some good stuff from the invasion block ah. we will be ripping some packs so it's the uh, best I... draft experience except for <laughs> broken broken draft cube draft with vintage cube uh, yeah uh, ipa yeah. invasion plane shift apocalypse draft is insane yeah. it's so good and the man is fan fucking tastic uh yeah. i do love that 
however, Slaughter, you're underselling yourself. Like it wasn't a big deal <laughs> last year. I was there last year. Me and yeah. Jordan and Johnson went over from Sweden. And yeah. um, gotta say, anyone who, who listens and wants just to join a great community and lovely hosts, Finland now knows how to throw a party. They have bathtubs, they have saunas, they have a lot of beer, they have great food. Not the Finnish food yep. per se, but the Tampere is a big city, so it has, yeah, the whole world cuisine basically. Uh, lovely, yeah. lovely town, and yeah, lovely venue, great organization of tournament. Like it was fucking awesome, great weekend. Yeah. So and, and Finnish summer is fantastic. Uh, if let's say uh, at the Mediterranean area, like it's gonna be pretty hot there, like Spain, Greece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in Finland, it's gonna be like. Plus 20 degrees Celsius, uh, really nice, mild, little swing, uh, wind and... Uh, yeah. And uh, Rowdy Finns who wears hockey jerseys all over Tampere. Yeah. Or no clothes at all. Or yeah. no clothes at all, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fix out and a jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we also have another tournament coming out. Uh, not close to now, I guess, Anton? Not close to now, but... Uh, yeah, we're revealing it right now. I haven't even posted it on Facebook yet because we're waiting for Gordon to set up the last things on a site. But yeah, Eurochamps is coming back. So uh, on September 30 this year, mm-hmm. we're doing European Championships in Premodern again. And nice. it's going to be in Darmstadt, Germany once more. We figured the Frankfurt airport is so convenient for almost anyone who travels uh, yeah so close no well bring fucking cash that's what the problem is you live you learn but uh we're, we're gonna do a whole weekend thing again so friday 29th of september to sunday 1st october there will be a lot of community gatherings um other tournaments details will come up later in the spring and we will i guess before this is published we should have uh posted on social media about this mm-hmm. just a saved date so be there it will be large uh it will be larger than more, more seatings and another venue than last year That's yeah it. just leave it at that but it will be cool as hell and it was amazing last year's nice yeah so that heads us into our last segment that's your segment Anton. Yeah, we have to keep this up uh, are you are you gonna play the intro man, the one you composed yourself? I guess so, and that's what's. I'm not playing it to you, but no, no, no. the listeners will hear it. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's time again for brew that or screw that. Uh, anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's so self-explanatory, you should have figured it out by now. I'm gonna read uh, out some card names and Slaughterin and Seb will pick, do they want to brew that card or do they think we should screw that card? It's unplayable, basically. Do you have any questions, Antti? Uh, nope, not, not really. Alright, uh, let's see if my internet works. It, okay, reap. It's okay. <laughs> it's a green instant. One colorless, one green. It says, "Return up to X target cards from your graveyard to your hand. 
where X is the number of black permanents target opponent controls as you cast this spell. Mm -hmm. So you, if your opponent has two or more black permanents, you can return mm -hmm. another reap and another card. And you can go boom. <laughs> Ante! Screw that, because honestly, who is playing black now? Yeah, there's ways to deal with it. Black permanence, that is. Yeah. Black permanence, but still, like, yeah, yeah, it's too conditional. I would, I would like, if we have a spicy card, I would like it to work every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know how even to make this work. You're, you're like a, you're very usually combo oriented when you're looking at cards, uh, Anton. And uh, this isn't even in that sphere, so I don't know. No, uh, it's a super combo card because you can. There are a lot of cards in Premodern that mm. changes colors of. Yeah, but that's like just one step uh, in the wrong direction. So no, it's clunky, but it means that you can also play cards like Pyroblast, uh, stuff like a main deck. I think regrowth uh, isn't even maybe playable. In it's illegal so. as well, but yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm. It, we don't have any restricted cards, so I don't. I don't think even regrowth will be playable. Okay. Do you have like a combo in mind, or yeah, I, I guess this was uh, brewed a couple of years ago, but basically mm -hmm. it had lion eye, lion's eye diamond and um, reap, and you make your opponent's uh, permanents black, so you could go int mana and then go like okay. fire ice and just. Yeah. To death. Uh, okay. So there are some yeah. cool tricks, but okay. Never mind. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Intruder Alarm. Mm -hmm. It's a blue enchantment from Stronghold. Two colorless, one blue. It says creatures don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, untap all the creatures. Screw that or screw that. Untip. Oh, yes. I love the. I know it and I love it. I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, huh? It seems so powerful. You have, there has to be a way to... Going. Let me just give an example no. of some uh, nice... Mm. And I think this is a main deck card, if, if we're going to brew yeah, it. But it Tradewind is. Rider, Raider um, means that you can keep uh, bouncing stuff and untap all your creatures. Mm -hmm. You play the creature and... Yeah. And if you have uh, other creatures, like Priest of Titania or uh, an elf, you can get a lot of mana. And if you have like Arcanist Omnipotent, you can draw cards or whatever. Goblin Sharpshooter you can ping. So there's there's things we could do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not arguing with you. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I think this is. And oh, usually yeah. people people are thinking about like mana dorks. Like you will play a mana dork down if you have haste or something. Yeah, uh, you can immediately add mana, and you will untap everything. You can add mana again. You can. If, if you're playing blue, that you position, will also be yeah. able to bounce creatures. If you're playing Shrieking Drake, it will bounce mm. itself. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you, you said, like, brew it. Like, like we play will have to brew it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is where I'm, I think it's nice uh, with this segment because I, oh, I'm more like of a not combo player. So I think it's like, where would it fit in? in another space and i'm uh, i would say maybe 
Is that okay? okay. Yeah. No, it's screw that or screw that. There's no okay. okay. Then then um, I'm going screw that. Okay. Yeah. Because, because I cannot play it in rock. Yeah, I I wanted I wanted it to be like playable. That's where I'm going in my head. So okay, Seb, mm. next card is not a combo card. Yeah. Mm? Yeah. Okay. okay. Brew that or screw that. Withering wisps from Ice Age. Mm -hmm. So it's a black enchantment, one colorless and two black. At the beginning of the end step, if no creatures are on the battlefield, sacrifice withering wisps. You can pay one black. Withering Wisps deals one damage to each creature and each player. Activate this ability no more times each turn than the number of snow swamps you control. Yeah, this is interesting. So it's basically like a pestilence on uh, snow-covered lands-ish place. Cheaper. One mana cheaper. Mike, uh, how is this a question? Because I have played this Pox deck like four years ago. <laughs> so it's. I, I, I played a pox deck with pox in it, and it had wither and wisp in it because I wanted the curve to top out at three. So you have brewed with withering wisp. I haven't seen this card in modern, uh, like almost never, except in Nils Hawk and Delta's hands in the rock. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, I... Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna absolutely say brew it because yeah, I have I have built a deck for uh, on it and. Uh, it's it's not the worst uh, pox like control pox deck uh, mm. because you absolutely want to top out that three mana. Uh, it can wipe out the board like you said as pestilence. Mm. Uh, it can kill all the elves and mana dorks and yeah. goblins yeah. and stuff. And if you're playing it, you can also play ensnaring bridge uh, mm. in the deck and go all in on prison mono black prison control with pox and wisps and stuff so mm -hmm. yeah uh, brew it brew it guys make it brew make it. it viable yeah so you can uh, activate your mishra and keep the withering wisp so you have uh, like some sort of you keep it up and you keep your opponent from maybe elves and goblins and whatever it's a you don't have a cyber card where you do like an instant uh, kill sweeper whatever uh. let's move on <laughs> two more okay next card <laughs> pursuit of knowledge so it's a white enchantment three colorless and one white if you withdraw a card you may put a study counter on pursuit of knowledge instead then remove three study counters from pursuit of knowledge sacrifice it Draw seven cards. Oof. That sounds solid, actually. Yeah, skip drawing a card. And if you have skipped three draws, you can sacrifice this uh, whenever, as long as it has three counters on it, and you draw seven cards. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, Ante, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's just too much to ask, I think. Uh... If it, it costs four, so maybe that's too much. I yeah. think there's a combo, a well-known combo with this card and that's Sylvan Library. So mm -hmm. one activation with Sylvan Library and you skip your draw step. You have you, you replace three draws and you immediately have this card uh, active. So that's one way to go. Mm. We have Attunement as another example. Um, so just return Attunement and discard four cards. Hopefully you have no more than Attunement in your hand by then and then you can sacrifice this one to draw seven. So 
I think once again the brewing space is like having making synergies with your graveyard or doing something else, I guess. Uh, so yeah, or like not having to draw cards being a good thing. I don't know where that is, but yeah. Yeah. So screw that from slaughtering. Screw that. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think it's uh, it's a brewing space. So I'm going with brew that. Do something with this. All right. N last card. Wild research. A red card. A red enchantment, two colorless and one red. <clears throat> so a lot of text. For one colorless and one white, you can search your library for an enchantment card. Reveal that card, put it into your hand, and then discard a card at random. And then shuffle your library. And for one colorless and one blue mana, you search a library for an instant card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and uh, discard a card at random. Shuffle the library. Mm -hmm. Brew that or screw that? Uh, the question is, yeah. what is the build that wants to find enchantments and artifacts so desperately? No artifacts, Be just enchantments. Oh, just enchantments. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not just enchantments. It's instants. And then oh, instant with uh, blue mana and yeah, yeah, yeah. and this got a card yeah because we have gamble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is gamble. Uh, like you can do this repeatedly. Absolutely, but it's three mana. It's an enchantment. Everybody is bringing naturalize and seal of cleansing. So I'm sorry. Uh, screw that. <laughs> screw that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Seb. Maybe there's a place. I think it's it's versatile. I think it's interesting. Uh, but uh, uh, maybe we should get the rules down. Uh, no, you just brew that or screw that. Yeah, brew that. Brew that. Uh, there's probably a place where you can. Uh, you're in need of finding a standstill and a fact of fiction or whatever. Uh, like you can either find some of those so i don't know I i'm just throwing it out there that's uh it's a versatile card enough for me how much was the uh converted mana cost for was it the same three for each like three two two colors to activate no, sorry two mana to activate um to search something and three mana to play it mm -hmm. so while research cost three to play okay well yeah, I guess that's fine. Three, right? Yeah, I'm I'm going for it once again because I, but I'm 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 playing the rock. So what I, what what do I know? <laughs> All right, that's it. You can play the outro now. Thank you, Ante, for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Uh, I was a bit drunk, but uh, I think it worked out. Yeah. He was more drunk than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> I think we all were a bit uh, like out there. So, uh, Anton, any last words? No, just a big congratulations with the deck with Mr. T. Uh, mm. I think it's a lovely build. And um, oh. I really hope people who like to play Lance or agrolome or whatever in legacy would try this deck out because yeah yeah it feels very similar and Mal malsh is such an underplayed card in this uh, format so yeah give it a go <laughs> lovely to have you on man and a pleasure to Thanks. be here with you Seth, as always and a pleasure to have you on 
this went uh, over almost two hours. So hope people enjoy it out there. Have a nice evening. I don't know what you're doing. Good night. Good day. Bye bye. Good night. Bye. Bye bye.